What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Ba 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 ba. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news and the buzziest topics with some musical interludes as well, and with a touch of what, Terence? A touch of a good old humor. Good old humor. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while, and. I mean, I already had some some friends messaging us. I think haven't haven't seen much on Reddit. But I, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you're probably wondering where the fuck have we been the last week, right? Because mm, we mm. we dropped on with uh, our our longtime friend Sudhir like a week ish yeah. ago, and then last week yeah. there was nothing. But why, Terence? Yeah, I mean, uh, I had another bout of a uh, bad throat. Uh, mm. I think uh, there's a lot of speculation as to whether it's related to COVID. Maybe I have long COVID, or maybe I have. Uh, but at the same time, I also have a toddler at home who, you know, is, is as again, I'm going to throw him under the bus and, and, uh, and say there's a, probably a lot to do with it. But my own immunity probably also has been, has been suspect uh, since COVID happened and everything. I thought in 15 so, years time, like when your kid finally listens to his podcast, he's going to realize what <laughs> an asshole his dad is for using <laughs> yeah. him as a reason for bad throat for how long already? Right. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> or vice versa, la, you know, these things. They pass around. Why have I seen uh, But yeah, bad throat. Then mm. it was National Day. Um, but honestly, I, I think last week we, we did want to do another episode. La. On, but yeah. the, the real thing, the real issue we had was that that um, we couldn't, we, we didn't think, find something that we felt was something really, really strong that we wanted to talk about either, la, right? I think, I think more specifically, the only time we could record was Friday at like 11.30pm. Um, mm. Because there were things that happened during the week. After course, NDP yeah. confirmed there were things to talk about. Yeah. But on Friday night, yeah, it was just, we weren't, just put, couldn't settle on something and then we figured, okay, mm. like, come Monday, let's get back on track. Um, yeah. And yeah, like, like uh, I'm sure people were thinking that, oh, Yalabad is in decline. You know, they denied it a few months ago. <laughs> no, man, no, no. Just, just, I think, I think what would help, right, is because we posted on Reddit and Instagram that uh, we, we're not going to be recording for a while. So if, if mm. you get like separation anxiety, right, just follow us on Reddit and Instagram, man, because that's where we update our recording status or plan for the week, la. Yeah, and we're still we're still updating our social media, uh, even even if there's no podcast out, because you know, as you know, there's always like a video or something being edited at any point of time as well, la, for mm-hmm. podcast. So the studio video as well, yeah. is being edited as we speak. La. And when we pull the Reddit audience asking, oh, in times where we can't record, would like re-uploads of our favorite episodes make sense? Yeah, it wasn't the most wasn't the most popular thing, so 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 we're not gonna go down that path. But we are also exploring yeah. other options where let's say if one of us can't make it, we just get a guest co-host. So yeah. you know, like Jimmy Kimmel does, he's like he takes a family trip or he's down, yeah. he just gets a guest. So yeah, so so we might experiment with that in the coming weeks. Cause I'm gonna be yeah. traveling for a friend's wedding. Um mm. Darren's gonna be having his second kid. Um mm, mm. so so yeah, lots That's of things right. happening. But we're not gonna fucking yeah. stop. We're not gonna fucking stop. Yeah, the thing is that news cycle, the news cycle never stops. Yeah. And uh, I think last week, NDP, uh, a lot of people were talking about various parts of it Yeah, as well, the stuff that happened. Uh, but yeah, did you did you enjoy the NDP and everything? Um, I I actually, okay, I caught the last 45 minutes um, mm. and I actually enjoyed it, man. In the sense that I thought it felt like, okay, there's a, there's a, there's a nice story. Of course, some performances were a bit cheesy, but I mean, it's a national day mm. parade. Of course, it's going to be cheesy. Right. Yeah. But just yeah. seeing that many people in one area and like seeing Rishi 
kind of BNDP host. Pretty, pretty dope lah, pretty dope. Yeah, I think that was a, a big highlight just to catch Rishi on the show. Yeah. And you know, he's been building up his 110 days of of uh, building up six packs and, and six pack for NDP. Yeah. Wow, the the <laughs> anticipation for people who knew like, in the know was was a lot. And then I think everything that came out of it um, generally has been quite positive. Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, of course there were there were mishaps along the way, like, right, with mm. the red lion and all that. But but he's fine. Uh, then you know there was that crying man uh, viral image. But yeah, it was it wasn't a negative thing either, like, Right, he was yeah. expressing real emotion and. Thankfully, that also comes uh, gives us something to talk about today as well, uh, which right? is our second topic. Yeah, correct, yeah. correct. But, but yeah, but before that, we have our first topic, lah, right? Yeah, uh, we have our first topic. Um, mm. and the first topic is not really NDP related at all. Um, in fact, it is anything, uh, but uh, National Day parade. Uh, it mm. is the big news that Orchard Towers clubs and bars were uh required are going to be required to shut by May twenty twenty three because. They at uh, twelve commercial units, uh, twelve mm. bars and clubs have been notified that their public entertainment licenses will not be renewed beyond May twenty twenty three. Mm. Mm. That's and right. yeah, it came out. This came out about two days ago. Um, yeah. But but before we dig into the weeds of it, why did you want to talk about this? Huh? Um, I think it's uh something that is quite iconic in in our national psyche like right uh, orchard mm. towers mm. in the sense that when you mention orchard towers everyone kind of knows uh, adults like, at least adults generally will know what kind of what you are what you're talking about and the kind of clientele that that hangs out there mm. and a, a lot of um the shady business that hang, happens there as well but they also in the same breath people also mention some of the best thai food that they've ever had in singapore they've had at orchard towers and 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 food lah, there's there's good food there as well, lah, you know? Mm. So uh the fact that the 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 face of Orchard Towers is gonna change drastically come uh May 2023, I think it's it's just worth it's just worth uh bookmarking as a bit of a interesting milestone uh, in uh, in Orchard Orchard Road history. Lah. But that's where it gets a little interesting, right? Because as much as you say the how you say uh, what, what was the term you used the face of Orchard Towers will change what was it yeah in the yeah, sense you're, you're, yeah, yeah. you're talking about the general impression where yeah it's not the most wholesome place you're not gonna mm. go there with your like kids to walk around mm, mm, mm. Um, yeah. because I mean even though it is a mall the shops and yeah. retailers there yeah not the most family friendly aside correct, from correct. the food I mean maybe, maybe can you just for those maybe who don't actually know about Orchard, Orchard Towers, Towers that much ah, yes. maybe just a uh, just, just your understanding of it, lah. When you, when people go to Orchard Towers, and what do you experience when you go there? Yeah, so, so Orchard Towers right now. <coughs> oh, I also got long COVID, yeah. Um, yeah. Orchard Towers right now. There's uh two buildings. There's there's a bit of residences that's connected to the Orchard Towers. There's offices and there's a uh, commercial retail outlets, lah. So the commercial mm. retail outlets range from nightclubs to bars to massage uh parlors and beauty salons, lah. So mm, mm. so there's that mix and of course uh, restaurants right uh, restaurants and eateries and cafes and all that um but uh, and it's been around since 1975 la interestingly enough 1975 it started off very wholesome do you know yeah. the history of Orchard House? <laughs> uh a little bit but uh, yeah please please yeah so it opened in 1975 right when it was set to be like a retail hub la um mm. 
1977, there was a Nonya food competition there and there are pictures of this. <laughs> this young boy in front of what I assume is like ayam buah keluak, which is uh, chicken yeah. cooked with uh, buah keluak. Um, and yeah, the, the competition was presided by Lee Kuan Yew's mom as the judge. Mm. Right? Mm. Um, but over over the years, uh, it kind of like slowly made way to a cinema. No, not say it made way. Uh, there, was a, mm. there was food areas, there was food contests. And then the first cinema on Orchard uh, was actually at Orchard Towers. Mm. Uh, it was called yeah. the Premier Theatre. It was 16,000 yeah. square feet. Right? Yeah. But then a few years later, um, a nightclub took over the, the space that the theatre held and it was called Top 10. Top 10. Yeah. An iconic yeah. nightclub. And then it closed and then it reopened as Top 5. Yeah. <laughs> top 5. So, so then after that, um, other nightclubs like Ipanema, Naughty Girls, by 1980s, there were a lot of nightclubs and massage parlors. And then slowly, these, these sort of like underground shady businesses started popping up. And then mm. it started making the news because people were getting caught for running uh, prostitution rings or providing sexual services at the back of massage parlors and nightclubs. Mm, mm, mm. And then more recently, unfortunately, there were murders there. Um, yeah. And like fucking horrible, horrible stuff happening. And you start seeing... I mean, the most... Yeah. Yeah, the most recent one was in... 20, was it 2019? 2019, uh, When a yeah. man... Yeah, a man was slashed. Uh, not in broad daylight, but I think it was like 6 a.m. or something. La. Yeah. Uh, he was slashed. His throat was slashed at the entrance of Orchard Towers. Yeah. And he died on the spot. La, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Then I think eight people in total were charged with his uh, with his murder. La. Yeah. Uh, and and I think one of them is still... Is still on trial. On yeah. trial, yeah. 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 And, then, and then Orchard Towers, I mean, uh, in parallel with that, it started getting nicknames of like the four floors of Hawes. Um, mm. there are a bunch of walking tours like Orchard Towers walking yeah. tours on YouTube where people just yeah. I don't know they hold a camera like in their pocket or something and yeah. they just give you an insight into what walking around Orchard Towers is like, like and if anyone in Singapore has, has been to Orchard Towers on a like weekend night you can get a feel right mm. Uh, mm, that's right yeah, my, my, my fiance used to work at a small company in Orchard Tower like way back and she said like after oh, 5 p.m. everyone just fucks off like, because yeah, then yeah. the 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 vibe the vibe changes like. um yeah. So yeah. I mean I don't know about the younger generation, like like maybe the people, the NS boys or the uni people, what their impression of Orchard Towers is. But for most mm. people, like what you say, like it has that you know, if someone says they're going Orchard Towers, you mm. immediately get something in your mind, like, right? Because yeah. because recently also like with, with social media there've been more and more videos of like fights outside Orchard Towers. There are videos mm. of people having sex outside Orchard Towers, no? In yeah. public. Yeah. Um, in public. Yeah, so so it has that vibe. So this announcement coming uh was a I wouldn't say a shocker, but it's mm. interesting, like mm. it's interesting. I, I think yeah, and the other reasons. thing also is just it, you step into there, you feel like you walk back to like the eighties or nineties. Mm. Uh, you know the the insides of it are still very very much uh, haven't changed that much. They haven't refurbished or anything. Uh, but I think the the bigger thing you see there is that there's a lot of tourists uh, who go there, and uh, I mean, I'm talking about tourists meaning uh, you know expatriate men you know who go there uh, looking for companionship, and also uh, yeah uh, tourists who. Uh, sitting at, you know, outside the, the massage establishments or the, the clubs, uh, you know, just loitering around, waiting to talk to people and all. 
So you get a sense of what is happening there, lah. And and um, so yeah, Singaporeans, normal Singapore, like most Singaporeans, I don't think that then uh, you know if you're not, even if you're just looking for a night out, uh, Orchard House is usually not an option that yeah. way, lah. Right? Yeah. Depends. I mean, of course, unless unless you're the minority group that yeah that, that enjoys going there to for various reasons. Uh, usually, yeah, you say a night out, you go to Club Key or that. It still feels much more. Uh, it still feels much more uh, wholesome compared to what goes on at Orchard Towers, lah, right? Terrence, you're a prude, lah, Terrence. You know, yeah, you, yeah. you never thought like on Friday night, eh, where, where yeah. better to go than Orchard Towers, man? Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. The, come the on, Thai food there. The Thai food there is really good. Yeah, you go library, is it? Friday night, you go library, no, 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 no. The, the, I have been there for the, the Thai food, lah, specifically. Uh-huh. And it's, it's, it's really good. It's really no, good. But was, I, I've, heard, I've heard it's closing down already. Yeah. And there were others like Boom Boom Room also, right? That was there, right? Oh, is it? I, I'm not sure. Uh, Have I you mean, been to Boom Boom Room? Did you go before? Was it Boom Boom Room? Uh, boom Boom, boom, know, boom Rooms. Yeah, not it sure. was. Oh, where did, where did? Uh, boom Boom Room. Where is Boom yeah. Boom Room? Where is the original Boom Boom Room? Oh, shit. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. In, in essence, like... Uh, I guess one big question is, uh, do you think that the closing of these massage parlors, does that mean the end of vice on Orchard Road? No, that's the that's the thing. The massage mm. parlors are not going to be closed. Mm. The mm. notice the is only yeah. for nightclubs and bars. Yeah. So, but isn't, isn't it an ecosystem? I mean, yeah. uh, if there's no nightclubs there, then who are the people who are going to be patronizing the massage establishments and all? No, but I mean, even even like I mean, okay, like if if people want a massage, uh, or people mm. want the supposed things that some massage parlors provide as additional unofficial mm. services, I think they will travel like to fucking a- anywhere, lah, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So, but but therein lies the the little trickiness because, like, according to the police, right? Uh, what they publicly said was that the law and order situation in Orchard Towers remains as of concern and has not improved over the years. Um, and that they have consistently received a high volume of strong feedback from nearby residents and neighboring developments over concerns mm. on public safety, etc., etc. So, what the nightclubs and bars who have been served these notices are kind of voicing out is that, oh, mm. but there are other outlets in Orchard Towers like the massage parlors and beauty salons that they feel contribute to the risk. Mm. Um, mm. But then the thing is, even like legally, beauty salons are not required to apply for a police license, no? Unless massage mm. services or treatments are provided. Yeah, so yeah, that's right. you can imagine that, that there will be a lot of these unofficial businesses that happen that are not mm. nightclubs or bars. Yeah. Because Orchard right. Towers will still remain, right? It's just the nightclubs and bars will have to move up by 2023. 20, so that's where it's tricky because yeah. like what you say is an ecosystem. Like the whole yep, building... Yep works in its mysterious ways to propagate this sort of like um like image and, and businesses lah. Yeah. But isn't that the thought that um you know if you I mean if you really want to stop so no no say stop contain the vice lah, it would actually make more sense to keep it in one one area lah, right? Like mm. one building, one area. Uh, like, let's like say like prostitution yeah, in Yilang, yeah. Huh? right? Yeah, yeah. So, in some sense, hasn't Orchard Towers because I mean, yeah, it's true that Orchard Road is a is a is a tourist destination and everything, like, right? Mm. So you keep all that kind of t- activity at that corner of Orchard Road, you know, and then more towards the Tanglin side, 
that's away from the main belt Orchard Road. Uh, isn't that um, wouldn't that be a good thing, like, If you were if you were the the, the Singapore Police Force, but then like, as, as opposed to letting it like spread out to other places, but wouldn't it be a better thing to not have it along Orchard Road? Like okay, I can imagine uh, yeah. because okay because just mm. digging into the the background over the past few let's see uh, past couple of months uh February twenty twenty two. There was already talk about um, a possible Orchard Tower sale. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Talking on block sale. Yeah, right. the real estate company that owns Orchard Towers is Hyak Ho. Um, and there was a potential collective sale of Orchard Towers being mooted. La, right. Mm-hmm. So then, I mean, okay, this is, I guess, I don't know, tinfoil hat or amateur real estate mogul talking. But you can imagine that if they want to sell the building, anyway mm. on Orchard Road is still prime property, la, right? Yeah. So rather than contain all these vice activities on a stretch of Orchard Road, because Orchard Towers, even in the close vicinity, you get like more normal, wholesome commercial uh, buildings. Yeah, like, right? right. Right next door, or right opposite is Forum and all. It's yeah, very exactly. family. It's yeah. a family oriented. Suddenly uh, the toys are us in Forum also. Is you ask for a specific toy, they bring you, <laughs> then you get a happy ending somewhere. Um, no, so that's the scary thing. Like, if, yeah. if they shut down or they push out all these uh, operators, yeah. Uh, wouldn't they? I mean, wouldn't they try? Wouldn't they try to spread out a little bit uh, into the vicinity? No lah. Then move, move, to... move uh, elsewhere la, Like outside the orchard. Oh uh, yeah lah, yeah. Of course, moving elsewhere would be ideal for yeah. for everyone. But but maybe it's not ideal for them because you know it's just a place that they're used to, and 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 it's a uh, it's just part. It's their neighborhood lah, sort of so to speak. Yeah, it's your neighborhood. Well, you can imagine. Okay, if there are property developments coming up there. If there's you know mm. people banging on doors of like the that wanting to set up spaces or commercial offices in Orchard Road, if there's one yeah. building to go, feels like Orchard Towers is like gonna be like okay, you guys fuck off because <laughs> there are other buildings along Orchard Road that also have that shady feel, right? Mm, mm, um, mm. but maybe they're not so much front and center in public in media. But yeah. if you are the owner of Orchard Towers or if you want to redevelop that place, can you imagine like once these twelve nightclubs and bars? Uh, go off in 2023 to talk to potential mm. tenants I imagine lah uh, mm. you're you're gonna only appeal to a certain type of potential tenant correct right? you're not gonna get like a fancy restaurant or a wholesome cafe there when you might, you might. maybe maybe they open a Uniqlo or Decathlon there <laughs> and then the whole thing will change don't don't donkey don't don't donkey don't don't donkey donkey Uniqlo Decathlon so while yeah. while some of your friends can go get these happy endings you can also get your own type of happy ending through uh, getting Desert, getting Desert, a nice pair of shoes. Yeah, uh. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, it, yeah. it is... Uh, so, so what you're saying is that they they want to change the tenant mix uh, to maybe, make it more attractive for uh, for sale. Uh, that's what you're saying. Maybe, because literally, like, if you Google Orchard Tower sale, there has been talk mm. since February, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and if you know, once it makes the media... Uh, chances are the stock started earlier than that. Mm, 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 but yeah, so so feels like hmm, okay, uh, uh, all yeah. right, hmm, interesting. So I mean, it's a, uh, but but yeah, I I just trying to think because you live in like uh in the east lah, right? Yeah, and you've seen places uh like Juchet, for example. Yeah. Uh, get very gentrified over over the years, lah, right? Yeah. Uh, gentrified. I I mean it in the sense that uh, yeah, like what used to feel like a very old school neighborly uh, uh you know, 
uh, kind of place. Now it's like, you know, bars and cafes and very hipster, mm. uh, hip kind of hangouts for young people and all that. Uh, I mean, doesn't that like dilute the personality, the in the, the the just the the personality of the place itself becomes becomes secondary to to all these commercial interests? Oh yeah, of course. I think okay. So first of yeah. all, the interim step is I think it confuses the personality because Juche mm. is a is a interesting example because during COVID, right mm. when when there was all this uh how you say restrictions on KTVs and all, a lot of the KTVs there couldn't operate and they have fucked down of yeah. KTVs there. Right? Yeah. There's a bunch of places that you know is the kind of outlet, you know, it's just black in front with two doors that goes in. You know, it's like mm. a portal to another dimension. You open, yeah. you go in, and like you're transported through this world. Welcome hole. to Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so yeah. all those couldn't function. And then there were a bunch of things that popped up during COVID uh, along Juchet, like cafes mm. and bread, you know, where they say, oh, we get our grains from this hand massage tree that is fed with the pulp of nectar. Different mm. different kind of massage, huh? not, the, <laughs> not the usual massage. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. nectar of earth, <laughs> you know, put into this artisanal bread that will cost you $17 for a slice. You get a whole bunch of that shit. So, yeah. a few months ago, when restrictions started opening up, it was very weird walking down Juchet because on one hand, you see this artisanal bread and all, then next door is some fucking KTV and then like, yeah. you walk and then, okay, coffee shop, prawn me, then you go to, you see some spin studio and all that with loud music, yeah. fit bodies. Then another KTV. So, uh. so it's just like a clash and it feels like, oh, okay, is it going to be inevitable that all these KTVs will be phased out? Uh, mm, so mm, that, mm. that's the stage where Juchet is right now for me. La. It's not fully gentrified yeah. yet. Okay. But you so it still, still retains that character. La. It's like a weird character. It's like a weird character. Uh, so, but if, if it was up to you, would you want oh. all the KTVs gone? I wouldn't say I want, the, want all, uh, you know, I wouldn't want all. Uh, no personality, right? No personality after that, right? But then would I want to live like near a KTV? Probably not. Mm, because, mm, okay, mm. we have also filmed inside a KTV, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Our TV show that is still not able more, to, more specific, to see the light yeah, of more day. But more specifically, a Thai disco. Uh, thai disco. Oh, that's true. Like, it, was a, a, it was a Thai disco. And yeah. it was literally like you open the door during daylight, like you go in at 1pm, you go in, it's like, it's like you lose your sense of time. Like. Um, yeah. I mean, they yeah. were great to work with. They allowed us to film there, but it really feels like, whoa, okay, this is uh, it's not not the most wholesome place. Like. So would I want to live mm. next to it or nearby? I would say, yeah, I would rather it's another outlet. So then it becomes the NIMBY thing. Like. Mm. You know? That's I right, want right. it for personality, but I don't want it so close to me. Yeah, but that's the, that's that was the. I mean, your the the your line of thinking is essentially what uh pushed places like Zook, for example. You uh-huh. know, the, when Zook was at Jakim Street or that, yeah, did it that kind of pushed yeah, Zook la. out of the area, that's la, right? Th- that's then the thing, <laughs> It's kind of like, and then it's kind of has to go to Clarky, and this is in this very. Yeah, like, it just doesn't have the same personality as before. And then a lot of people's memories also gone with it, like, right? Yeah, but there's a tricky thing, right? Every time I'm like, oh, fuck, gentrification. But do I want the yeah, KTV yeah, yeah. next to my house? No. But then, for yeah. you, for you like, like, what do you feel about that? Uh, I, I think uh, maybe the difference is the, the law and order aspect of things. Uh. Mm. It seems like a lot more bad stuff happens in Orchard Towers. 
when I, you know, compared to like a Zook or something. I mean, Zook, maybe a couple of drunken brawls here and there. But the stuff going on Orchard Towers was really like next yeah. level. People like, you know, literally. Like. Yeah, mm. being slashed in uh, at the entrance of the, the with a, I don't even know how to pronounce it, karambit knife mm. or something like that. That's like a very unique kind of, of knife that, that is made to like I, I slaughter animals, I suppose. You know, things like that that happen. Um, you don't see anywhere else in Singapore. La. So if the, if the Singapore police force feels like, okay, enough is enough. Uh, yes, you know, this place is where vice is contained, but uh, it's, it's getting a bit much and it's making people uncomfortable. The general public uncomfortable about the place already. Mm. Uh, then, yeah, la, then maybe that's where, uh, it's not even about how people feel about it, but it's just about how much, uh, how much impact impact this is having on on the community already, like right? Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. So 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 I, yeah. I'm not I'm not I I I do feel uh you know steps needed to be taken to to not say clean up lah, but even just yeah you know, what what let's see what happens when after they remove these uh these establishments lah, like like what 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 will pop up in their place and all lah. Yeah. Oh, well, so, so maybe, that, I think that will affect the law and order quite a bit. Uh, yeah. Maybe we're already converging towards this new kind of category of retail outlets that need to be spawned. Uh. It's like an artisanal happy ending place. You know, mm. artisanal massage parlor where after your happy ending is over, you're given like a baby wipe with like aloe vera from the mountains of Sardinia or something. So you mm. elevate what is happening already where you yeah. kind of, you kind of like give it its due <laughs> respect. La. You know, you regulate yeah. it, you give them like waiting areas where they can have like, like, uh, don't know what, chamomile tea and shit like that. So yeah. it's artisanal KTVs and artisanal nightclubs and artisanal yeah. massage parlors. I mean, hand massage, you get hand massage bread and, and uh, <laughs> yeah. other kinds of massages at, <laughs> yeah. at the same time. Right. Yeah. Well, well, your one body part is getting massaged by some hands you eat yeah. something that was also massaged by hands. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, why not? To the same level of, lo- with the same level of love and dexterity. La. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, I mean, brilliant the, business idea. Yeah, it, that would be a very unique uh, retail offering concept <laughs> <That's> for <laughs> Singaporeans. Uh. Yeah. Still not, not, still not entirely family friendly, but, uh, but unique uh, nonetheless. Yeah, unique. And you know, you elevate it, la, you know? And you yeah. can provide like, you know, like stealth identity. You know, you come in, they never ask for your name. It's just like, one of those like, like, like posh, posh uh, happy endings. La. Yeah. And it's regulated. I, I it, it's regulated. Yeah. Regulated as well. That's, that's a necessary part. Yeah. Uh, but if you go on Reddit, actually, there's a quite, uh, you know, the, the thread discussing this in the Singapore Reddit thread. Mm. I think there's a couple of people who, you know, talk about their experience uh, being police officers or these mm, NSF police mm. officers patrolling Orchard uh, during, during you know, whether it's at night and, and or during public holidays and things like that. And, and uh, there's always this common thread that, that uh, yeah, it's the vice or the, the law and the disorder that goes on at Orchard Towers is next level compared to places like Club Key and all that. Lah. And mm. then that's where it gets quite concerning, you know, considering that, yeah, lah, like you say, there's, it's a family-friendly establishments all around, all around the vicinity. Yeah, yeah. I see. I see. Yeah, I yeah. mean that is true, la. That is true. Um. So, yeah. So it's just interesting to see how, like, what happens next, la. Because that's something that right. you're seeing yeah. a lot, a lot of uh, uh, 
uh, in Singapore, right? You have these oldish establishments making way mm. for new establishments. And mm. what happens in between? Like, I think there was another article today about some hawker stall. So that's wanting to close some porridge stall that is selling their recipe for 500k. It just mm. feels like, oh, uh, shit. Like, um, it's, it is the transition. Like. It is the transition. Yeah. Yeah. Especially post-COVID, like, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so so I mean, and if, of course, if anyone listening has experience either working or having to patrol Orchard Towers because of your NS experience, it'd be great mm. if you can share your thoughts on our Reddit, man. Yeah, I would, would love to hear like people who frequent Orchard Towers, like, how they feel about it. Like. I think that's that's the most important. Don't worry, uh, you can, we won't disclose you, your Reddit name or something. <laughs> you can just say, just say it. Then, I mean, Reddit keeps your identity safe, what? No, but maybe they frequent like like you said la, like your your fiance because of work or something like that they have to frequent. Oh, so uh, you saying I just projected uh, a stereotype la, on anyone who frequents? Yeah, yeah exactly. Hours. I'm saying for a different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, maybe you, you work there. You work there or something. You know, I'm not talking about you go there for entertainment only la. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That is true. But, yeah. Cool. But uh, uh, <coughs> speaking of uh, speaking of things that will make grown men cry. I mean, the closing orchard towers definitely will make some grown men cry. Mm. But uh, our next topic is about the idea of grown men crying, right? Yes. Um, yeah. And, and what was it triggered by? It was triggered by during the NDP the National Day Parade when they played the national anthem towards the end. The camera just cut to a close up of a gentleman who was standing up, and like tears were streaming down his face as he was singing the national anthem, and I think anyone who was watching it probably had the same thought. La. Like, this one, confirm go viral. One. Confirm. Mm. Confirm mm. go viral. And true mm. enough, like, within an hour, he was already gone viral. Uh, there have been a bunch of articles be, uh, that have been written about him. He's a teacher uh, in a school. His name is Mr. Azwan Tan. Um, mm. And yeah, it's, it's just like um, him, a lot of it was just him sharing why he felt so proud and patriotic. Like, because he's uh, born in Singapore, he's like forty-one. Uh, he knows. Yeah. He's very proud of how Singapore has come over the years. It's something his parents are very proud of, and now he's a father of three. So mm. then there's been a lot of commentary about oh, like uh, crying in public. Should men cry mm. in public? Um. So this yeah. thought would be interesting, like given that we are two men. Mm. Yeah. So when when you saw that, do you see that live? Uh yes, I saw the the image live of of him crying and singing mm. the national anthem. Yeah, mm. it was quite a quite a uh, quite a. I mean, you you knew that it was a a big deal, uh, You know, it wasn't. Yeah. So you don't see people so publicly expressing their emotions usually, uh, like that. Ah, yeah, correct, correct, exactly. Um, and but when you when you saw it, like, what were you thinking? Uh, uh what was I thinking? Uh? Yeah, I mean, I I can totally understand why why he cried la. and I mean, I've not I've not been I've not shied away from it before. Where I mentioned that you know, uh, there are different people. I think people have different triggers for them. Like even for myself, it's about sometimes when I watch movies or so that like the most it's about the the, the most well put together scenes and and just like in terms of when the story really just captures captures me and all that and and there's a tension and then there's a release. Uh, even for me, those are very like wow. I I feel I feel something like and and 
for someone at a live event like NDP. Wait, just to clarify, probably, what, the, the interesting about yeah. you is like, it's not just the sad moments. You're saying even a well-put-together yeah. car chase scene can make you cry. Yeah, out, right? action, yeah a beautiful action <laughs> sequence <laughs> makes me want to cry. A beautiful, well-put-together uh, dialogue scene, even that even that can make me like, wow, yeah. that was that's done so well. You cannot leave that yeah. detail out because people say, oh, yeah, those cry movies and you know, everyone cry. Right? No, but it's yeah, a car yeah, chase no. scene or a fight scene yeah. in John Wick and you happen to be sitting next to Terrence, just look, he might be yeah. crying. Or even uh, like the Avengers, you know, like there's a, this awesome fight scene and then boom, Thor appears from the sky and lightning and thunder. Uh, that At that just, point, I'm not cheering, I'm just crying. <laughs> I'm bawling. If, yeah. if you zoom in on Terrence's face, it will look like Mr. Azwan Tan's face during the National Anthem. La. Terrence yeah, just yeah. looking up and like just yeah. tears streaming down his face. Yeah, Especially like Top Gun, uh, Top Gun. Yeah, I Top think Gun. we're watching Top Gun. Wow, there are a lot of those moments. <laughs> yeah. The sad moments or even just the moment where they, like, they how they shot the plane sequences. Anyway, yeah. But my thing is, yeah, even imagine that and then uh you add in feelings of patriotism to that, you know? And it's 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 uh probably super overwhelming. I mean, this guy, Azwan Tan, he's a he's a sounds like he's volunteers at the grassroots level and all that as well, right? Mm, For, and he's a teacher. So yeah, he's a teacher. So there is uh I mean he he's considered frontline frontline worker, like, I suppose. Mm. You know? Yeah. So there's a lot. I think just thinking about what NDP was for a lot of people this year, it's the first time they've gathered in uh, big groups with big crowds to just partake in uh, in a giant collective event. Yeah. And then being the audience was a big part of it. And then you watch the show and everything's so well coordinated, you know, hundreds and uh, thousands of people involved and then, you know, like uh, the military parade, everything. So, it all just comes together in this moment. Then suddenly you stop and you sing Majula Singapura. Then there's outpouring of emotions over the last two years. Mm. I mean, I just felt, yeah, I understand where he's coming from. I'm not, I'm not crying. I mean, I'm not crying. I'm watching at home, but I'm like, okay, this is, it's a, it's a nice, like, it's nice to see, uh, every, the Singapore back on its feet and all that. But I can imagine being there and the emotions just, uh, being super overwhelming. La. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think I, I'm super glad that so far there hasn't been negative feedback uh, or any mm. backlash to him crying. Like, because on yeah. one hand, if I were to tell you, yo man, they just showed this video of this guy crying in NDP while singing the national anthem. I won't lie. My first thought was like, ah, yeah, like, ah, la, ah. yeah, because <laughs> I think last time also there was someone who during, what was it? Uh, eh, there was a live broadcast or something and then there was a national anthem being played and someone stood up and started singing do you remember? Oh, there was, there was, was no, no, it was during the National Day rally. I think ah, one of the National, National Day rallies. Then I think uh, there was a performance of Home by Kit Chan. Like she yeah. was literally performing Home right before the National Day rally. Yeah. And uh, one person in the audience stood up and just started singing and dancing, swaying to the music. And that, 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 <sighs> I don't know about you, but but for me that yeah, there was a very big performative aspect to that, lah. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and I yeah. think and I think that's the difference because we have spoken and uh, shared our thoughts on other public displays displays of people crying in the past, be it in mm. parliament, be it in like uh, I guess mainly parliament. Uh, recently, there was one CEO on LinkedIn who posted mm. a picture of himself crying as he wrote a lengthy post about how he felt having to let go his employees, lah. Yeah, um, and it yeah. was just it, it was a close up of his face with tears coming down la. and he mm, got a lot of backlash mm, for that and I was trying yeah. to think okay, what is the difference and I think exactly what you said this one right it felt like he didn't he didn't fucking order the camera to be on his face yeah, um, exactly. he probably did not care if anyone saw him 
and there are 25,000 people there. It was just one out of 25,000 people. And that's why when they cut, it felt like, okay, this is real. He was doing yeah. it for no one. Uh, he was just feeling that emotion. And I think that is a big difference because when people cry in parliament, of course, certain crying instances also feel a bit more organic. But we have also Mm-mm-mm. talked about certain things that felt like it was really a performance. Uh, right? Yeah. This one, looking at it, was like, wow, I also felt emotional. And, and like what you said, I can imagine, because when we, like, I was studying abroad, I went for one Singapore day uh, in New York. Yeah. So I remember them playing the national anthem and I also felt like, wow, it feels like home. La. It feels like home. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. It was during the national anthem. Not while you were munching on, on chicken rice. <laughs> no, chicken rice or something. Because I, I think those Singapore days, uh, for those without context, they, yeah. they bring... They bring a lot of hawker fare, like authentic hawker fare to these events. And as a Singaporean, you go there and you, and it's the first taste of authentic Singapore food in maybe in years or some people. So it's a, wow, it's a, it's a big deal, la, right? When I'm sure are, people when cry are, with the prata. I'm sure people way. cry with the prata. <laughs> Confirm. I don't think the prata, I think the chicken rice, the laksa is, is those hey, things prata that also la, Prata fucking shock, no. But Prata, technically, you can get like Malaysian restaurants overseas, Roti Chanai, that kind of thing. You can la, get right? chicken rice also uh, overseas. But different, different. Still different from the don't Singapore Don't give me shit. Like, don't shit no, on, no, no, different, on, different. On, on the Prata. No, Prata overseas no, 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 is no, fucking no. great. But anyway. Yeah, it, yeah anyway. I, no, no, no. What were we going to say? Well, you finish your thought. You finish your shitting on Prata. No, I was just pointing out it's not a race thing. It's not a race thing. That's why <laughs> yeah, I'm talking say, about Prata I never say. I never say. Rice or anything. <laughs> I say it's a Singaporean thing. Never, As Singaporeans, what we are. Oh, I, I never say. Yeah, the yeah. fact that you just equated Roti Prata and Roti Chanai shows you know so little about the pride behind Roti Prata. <laughs> but anyway, but anyway, I think because the, the national anthem almost subconsciously has factored so deeply in everyone's life because when you go to school, Every mm. day, right, you hear it. Anyone who yeah. went to public primary school in Singapore, you would hear it. So, yeah, I think I think just just hearing it, uh, I can totally understand, and that's why, like, I think, wow, mm. this guy is, is it's it's awesome, like, And and what makes me even happier is that I just found out from reading that his article that the cameraman as well as the the coverage director for the entire show are two people mm. that I recently worked with on a army reality show that will be coming out in the next mm. few months. Shout out okay. to uh, Ishak. Uh, uh, what's his full name? Uh, uh, don't know the name. I uh, don't know the name. Fuck you la, I know his name like big, <laughs> big actor. Big actor. Don't know the name of shut the crew. Up, shut up. Just shut say up. thank. Ah, thank you very much. Thank you very much. But don't know your name. <laughs> no, I know the Ishak. Uh, classic, I know his classic, <laughs> classic big star. Big star. No, mentality. Ishak Jamit. Ishak Jamit. Uh, okay, uh, Ishak okay. Jamit, and who's the cameraman uh, who also captured like uh some uh, like a uh, very photogenic spectator at the 2015 parade. And Lee Chu Yen, mm, mm, who who mm. is the TV, uh, who who was kind of calling the shots of where to cut, uh, because there were 14, 14 uh, camera feeds, so shout out to both of them. And I think mm. like like that that is the beauty of having a national day parade, like, where you capture moments like this. And I'm so happy that it got captured, like. So yeah, happy that it yeah. got captured. But so actually, just talking about the the idea of like, standing out when you're feeling those emotions. So, uh. Are we? Are you saying that you know, if let's say everyone's sitting down, let's say this this moment didn't uh, like it was. Let's say it wasn't during the singing of the national anthem where you have to stand up, la. But let's say it was like everyone's still sit, sitting down and all, and then maybe not national anthem, maybe uh one of the NDP songs or something, 
And then this guy stood up and started singing and swaying and crying and all that. Would you think differently of, of his actions? Hmm. I don't, like, I don't, would it be, would it have that same effect, you think? I think it would have the same effect, but, but a bit less, a bit less. <laughs> mm, a bit mm. less. Because, and I only say that because in 20, like with 25,000 people there, right, one person standing up, it feels like it could still be done in anonymity and discreetly. Yeah. If it was a group of 10 yeah. people, then one person stands up, I would, I would feel a bit different. But this one, yeah. yeah. But what about you? It's a bit like the, you know, I don't know about you, but have you been to like, uh, let's say you go some classical music, orchestra performance kind of thing. And then at the end, you know, everyone's clapping and all that, like, mm, right? Mm. And then after that, some people in the audience stand up and give standing ovation mm. to the performers and all. Uh, and um, I mean, overseas, I've always seen that, oh, everybody stands up, you know, everybody stands up, standing ovation. Everything. In Singapore, people are a bit more, I feel people are a bit more hesitant to stand up and, you know, clap, 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 and go crazy about it and all that. Mm. Uh, partially because, yeah, they don't, people don't like to stand out that much. Uh, but but if you're really feeling that emotion and you want to show your appreciation to the performers and all that, why why not stand up? Why not? Why why can't you stand up and, and you know, show that, yeah, I really love uh, whatever you're doing right now and, and, and then don't, and then people around don't judge me like, for for wanting to stand up and, and show my appreciation. Yeah, like, true, like, true. But but in this case also, it wasn't a live band performing the national anthem. Right? If you're at a performance mm. or a classical music, mm. it's the same way like clapping, right? You clap to show appreciation. You stand up yeah. so they, they can see how much you, you like it. Like. Whereas yeah. this one, if, if you're playing the national anthem, I mean, you can stand up. No, no, no issue. But just like it would feel like, oh, uh, I, I think it would still feel as... as as authentic la. in the mm. given the context that he's one of 25,000 people there la. yeah yeah and I think like you say la, it's not when the national anthem is playing it's mostly uh, it feels more like a meditative kind of uh, uh, you know activity la, right as opposed to you're not you're not you're not uh, yeah like you said there's no band or one person who is mm. singing the song and you're showing his appreciation and you want to be seen no la, you're just one of like a whole group of people who are doing the same action and in your own space in your own time you are you know feelings are welling up and you feel those emotions and, and then he yeah like the tears start, start streaming down his face i don't yeah like you say i don't think he was hoping or expecting that people would, would see him crying or what like, right yeah yeah so so it feels it still feels like it, there is a a bit of a difference between the act of giving like a standing ovation or standing up while someone's performing a ndp song Versus hmm. what this man was doing, right? Yeah, exactly. And this one, I'm pretty sure that he also maybe didn't expect to cry. Mm, uh, but mm. but these kind of things, they happen. Uh, yeah, it just felt like, I mean, I can, I, I, I would imagine that for him also it could be quite overwhelming, like becoming so famous overnight. As the crying, crying yeah, as the yeah. crying man, the crying man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's going to yeah. be like uh, captured forever, like the, the crying, crying man. Even Lawrence Wong posted about it, right? Yeah, yeah. So you, I mean, basically that one image I think is the image of NDP twenty twenty two lah. Yeah. So yeah. that that's what you you live with in history. I mean, yeah. but but it's a better thing to have in your in your resume than uh that poor boy who you know was caught on camera giving the third finger, and subsequently had to, you know, he's lived with that uh, that day in infamy, 
and then that he's become he became like a meme and his school had to counsel him and everything like, right yeah yeah exactly exactly so yeah. so I mean yeah it's, it's funny yeah. like a few years ago that became a meme but this mm. one mm. um yeah it, it became a meme uh in a different way la, in a different way yeah it has become a meme I've seen uh companies jumping on social media and using it uh using it as a meme la. just the, the the act of him crying and all yeah. mm, mm, mm. exactly uh, yeah yeah man uh but yeah cool all right cool are we but are uh we... yeah if let us know let us know if you all also cried during national day parade don't be shy about it mm. just uh just, just just share with the details and either, what yeah. you're thinking yeah either like let us know if you have, if you cried during NDP or if you frequent Orchard Towers um, <laughs> and better yet if you cry during NDP because of the after news that, and then after that went Orchard Towers that would be yeah, the yeah. fucking that would be king we would like have you as a guest on our next podcast yeah I was gonna say that if you are crying because of the news of Orchard Towers also, uh, I see, I see, it's I see. also worth worth sharing your thoughts with us yeah, yeah that one can that one can <laughs> yeah Cool. But yes, uh, but also share your your comments with us because here we are talking about the one shot comment. One shot comment. Do you yeah. do you have a one shot comment? Uh, yeah, I think uh, you know, uh, Jungle Jimbo, uh, thankfully, just uh highlighted something related to our last podcast. Uh, he highlighted Sudius essay in Jom because mm. I think Jom has launched uh already. And uh, the studio wrote one, the one articles is called National Service, Why We Need a Deeper Discussion. So like for refreshing, to refresh what, what John is about, it's, I think he, he's trying to build a sort of like New Yorker uh, for a Singaporean audience, right? Mm, mm, and they mm, take, mm. they use long form essays to talk about uh, issues la, in the area, in, in, in the region and in, specifically in Singapore. So now that it's launched, I think uh, you can show some love by just checking out the article which is posted on our subreddit as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah. Cool. And uh, what is your one shot comment? My one shot comment is uh, by SG Red Shah uh, mm. seven days ago. And um, <laughs> uh, they were just bewildered that both of us have never ever mentioned our one shot thing to be uh, The Boys, which is an Amazon mm. Prime show. Like. And yeah. it's my one shot comment because I think it's a sign from the universe, man. There've been at least four people in the past week who have been asking, hey, have you watched The Boys? Even though it's a show that's been there for like a few years, it's been on my list for the longest time and I think now, now I mm. have to give it a shot, man. I'm on the tail end of Sex Education, which is a fucking great show, but I, my next show is going to be The Boys. Official announcement, it mm. is going to be The Boys. Mm. Official announcement. Jump on the Reddit and talk about it. Lah. Yeah, man. Yeah, so... So I'm I'm excited because the the premise, from what I understand, is yeah, is a is like a a group of superheroes that are kind of run like a corporate company like There's like a there's one yeah. leader, and it shows the very dark side of what it means to be a superhero. It's like Avengers, but the non wholesome version. Mm, mm, yeah, mm. so so exciting. Should be interesting. Should be yeah. interesting. It's on Amazon, la, right? Yeah, it's on Amazon. But you kind of need to figure out how to watch it uh, legally through the region because I don't think it's on Amazon Singapore. Ew, I don't tricky. think it's on Amazon Singapore so I need to it's figure tricky. out how to watch it legally I repeat legally yeah. pay for it yeah. uh, and not just freeload uh. but yeah, yeah cool that's right um, okay cool and now on to the one shot thing uh, I think my one shot thing this these past few days has to be has to be this show 
and it's back on Netflix for season two. Mm. It's called Indian Matchmaking. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, check your brains at the door, everyone. It's uh, it's not meant to be very intellectual like the boys or anything like that. But it's, that was your weekend escape, is it? A little bit, like, a little bit. Yeah, I, I haven't got through everything, but I, I just watched like like maybe two apps or something, and then I was like, oh, okay, it's pretty interesting. Now it's interesting also because they. They actually don't just jump into a new season or all that. They actually follow the lives of those people from the first season. Mm. Uh, even those that are no longer actively working with Sima from from Mumbai. Uh, like them having their lives after encountering Sima. You know? So it's a bit more of a uh, Singapore, almost a Singapore social kind of kind of vibe to it where you're following the lives of these people as well. You know? mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So for those, for those who watch season one, definitely... Season two is a is a must watch. Wow, oh, cool, cool. That's awesome. Sima from Bombay is back. Uh. Sima from Bombay, mm. from Mumbai, Mumbai. Oh, from Mombai. I mean, Mumbai, yeah, Bombay, yeah, yeah. same same thing, like It's just different. But no, no, no. I mean, I realize now she specifically says Mumbai. Like, Mumbai. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, okay. My one shock thing is this video series on Vice that's been around for a while, and I think I've watched a couple mm. of videos before. It's called Informer. La. Um, mm. And what they do is they basically get people from different industries um, to talk about the darker side of their industries and they are kept anonymous. Like they wear a mask. I think their voice is slightly tweaked. But okay. uh, the one I watched last time was the the secret hotel, no, the secret yacht parties of the mega rich. Um, mm. And then the one that I saw pop up that was released recently was the dark side of rich kids volunteering abroad. Um, mm. And it's just these mm. insiders. Mm. Um, who just spill the beans, spill the tea. Um, and yep. it's fucking morbid, man. Uh, like this one example, oh, really? the dark side of rich kids volunteering abroad. Uh, she said, yeah, she was volunteer volunteering, but then she realized that working with these kids, they in the in the in the background, they the kids were like dirtied up to make them look poorer to add to the volunteers' experience. So the people who run oh, the volunteer oh, oh. things, they they and I have actually kind of like uh met some people who was who were doing that kind of thing in Swaziland uh, years mm. ago when I was studying um, and they also had their same concern they said it feels like we come here we pay $4,000 for two weeks but by the end of it nothing gets built so there, since then I always wonder hmm and then you hear stories of like yeah where the money actually goes to and in this case yeah the money goes to the people running the thing who make the kids at the schools that these rich volunteers come to help uh, they make them yeah. look poorer la. Wow. Then it's like, holy shit. Uh, so this is a recent, a recent video they've uploaded? Yeah, 31st July. But they have a whole nice series season. over the past few years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're just maybe feeling a bit too happy about life, thinking everything is too perfect, go watch like this seven minute video that will make you question uh, mankind. Yeah. Well, cool. After after you watch after you watch Indian matchmaking, yeah. like, then you want to feel... Maybe you watch this first, then, it then you watch Indian matchmaking. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, man. All right. Cool. Another podcast in back. the bag. And, back uh, in the game. Back in the game. And we'll talk to y'all soon.